everybody, how's it going? Jeff Antoniak here with Digging Deeper Jazz Videos. Uh, if you've joined me before, you know that I'm talking to all the great adult amateur musicians out there, the semi-pros, but I love that there's college students watching these videos and high school students and everything else. I love getting this information out there for you. So this is video number three on the topic of enclosures. There's actually gonna be a fourth one coming up, but uh, we're kind of putting it all together here in video number three. Let me uh, play you sort of what we're talking about. So all that stuff, all that wiggly, bebop, chromatic, whatever you wanna call it, that was a lot of enclosures. Now, these Digging Deeper videos are always for all instruments. Anybody that's playing solos, and this would include bass players and guitar players and piano players, all the horns, vocalists. Frankly, drummers should know about this stuff too, the idea of how these melodies work and how you could translate it to the drums. Okay, so I hope you checked out uh, two previous videos called Enclosures Number One and called Enclosures Number Two. And the idea there is we were starting with this idea of a chromatic half-step approach. So you can watch this video if you haven't seen those, but if you really want to get this under your fingers, starting at the beginning is always a good way to go. So let me just play you an example. So now I'm using a B-flat concert triad as an example, and what I'm going to do is approach each of the triad notes by a half-step. Many of you have seen So that sound of approaching by a half step. And again, go back, check out those videos, and you'll understand that tension release idea. So now with an enclosure, that was half an enclosure, I think we could say. An enclosure is starting below the note, going to above the note, and then the target note. We don't have to start below. We could do it the other direction too. Let's keep it simple for the moment. The idea of playing below a note, above a note, and then the target note. Let me put uh, the sheet up on the screen for you really quickly. You can see in the first example, we are playing above, below, and then the target note. Let me just play that for you. So what we're getting there, that's an enclosure. You've heard this sound before, and not just in jazz and bebop. You've heard this in classical music too, right? And the idea is the above note is a tension. The below note is a tension, probably a stronger tension, and then a resolution, right? So to me, this, this reminds me of language. A little baby, when a little kid, a little baby, sees uh, an ice cream cone, they say, ice cream. And they point at it and they say what the thing is. Kind of like a beginning improviser sees a C7 chord and what do they play? C. Great. Nothing wrong with that. That's developmental. That's where you're at at the time, right? But now the idea of when you get a little older, when you're uh, 10 years old and you see an ice cream cone, instead of saying ice cream, you may say, uh, hey, it's kind of hot outside, isn't it? Wouldn't a snack be nice? And you kind of work the situation, right? So you don't just say the thing, you say something about the thing, you say something around the thing, you create some tension that leads to the thing. You get a little hipper, right? So that's what we want to do with these enclosures. So kids learn that on their own with language, right? And jazz musicians and classical musicians have been doing this forever. So this idea of wanting to play in the example on the sheet a C, but instead we're going to precede it by a note above and a note below. 
Now, specifically what I did is I said a diatonic note above, meaning from the scale, and a half step below. So again, look at the sheet, and you'll see that the half step below is a real tension. For instance, if we're on a C7, I'm playing a B natural below. If I'm enclosing the E of the C7, the third of that C triad, I'm playing a D sharp below, a real, real tension, right? So that is what we want. We don't want to make this very consonant. We want to make tension, tension, release. That's what enclosures are about. It's an amazing melodic shape. I would call it a melodic shape. I have some licks on this sheet, by the way. I'd be happy to send you the sheet. Write me an email at diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com. But I think if we think of this as a device, like a whole family of melodic device, we can come up with our own licks. And that's kind of where we're going in the next video, uh, Enclosures number four. So I tell you what, let me play through each of the examples on the sheet. I'm going to play number one, number two, and number three. <laughs> Now, let me play number two. It's very similar, uses all the same notes, but just sort of a different order. I play through the target note. And now let me play example three for you. And in example three, we have a little bit of a pickup. It's all the same notes. It's just sort of how we start them, where we begin, what happens with them. So check this one out, number three. So you've heard this sound before. And now I've written these out as these long chains enclosing the root, the third, and the fifth of a triad. That is typically what we see. Now, so what I'll say is we typically see enclosing the triad notes. We don't often see enclosing the seventh or the ninth. It's not impossible, we just don't see it that as often as we see the triad. So it's this really this simple, the idea of take a triad note, play above, below, and then play your target note. It's kind of that simple, right? So um, I tell you what, let me uh, play you a quick example. What I'm gonna do is play uh, some rhythm changes and, um, and by the way, I'm uh, playing B-flat concert. So what you're hearing is B-flat concert. For me, that's the key of C. I don't want to confuse you guys, but if you're trying to play along, you'll see that the sheet is, is a whole step off. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to play Rhythm Changes, I Got Rhythm by George Gershwin. I'm going to improvise a little bit. And instead of playing all those chord changes gonna, going by, I'm just going to be playing over the A sections of Rhythm Changes. One, six, two, five, three, six, two, five. Can't believe I just sung for you, but there it is. Um, over those chord changes, I'm not playing any of them. I'm gonna be playing enclosures in the tonic key in B flat concert in my key of C. So it's pretty amazing. Any of these three licks is what I'm gonna be playing. So uh, let me put the sheet back up so you can sort of see what I'm picking from, but everything I'm improvising is gonna be picked from, uh, from this material. <laughs>
right, so I just played an entire chorus on the A sections of Rhythm Changes. And uh, I'd be happy to send you the uh, chord changes for that if you want as well. On the A sections, it's all sort of diatonic in that same key of B-flat concert. So I was able to play enclosures around a B-flat triad, literally around B-flat, D, and F. And it worked incredibly, right? Here's the trick. When this song goes to the bridge, those chord changes are not so diatonic anymore. So I had to enclose each of those chords, the D7 to the G7 to the C7. So I had to do enclosures on the bridge. It got more intense. I had to, every two measures, change the triad I was enclosing. So certainly there was some background there, right? That was some work that I had to uh, get done in advance. But uh, it's an amazing sound, and that definitely sounded like jazz, right? Now here's the thing. I've used that same device everywhere constantly. Was that a good solo? No. Would I want to play that on stage? Absolutely not. It was way too much of the same thing. But when you start getting this under your fingers and that sound in your ear, it gets pretty amazing. Okay, I want to stop for a second. We're going to pause, but then we're going to get on to the minor version. What I want to talk about really quickly is Maryland summer jazz. So I know some of you have heard me talk about this. Now the folks out there that I want to connect with, you people out there, are adult amateur students, people playing on the side or semi-pros around the country, around the world. I'm sitting here in the United States. Now, Maryland Summer Jazz is the last week, it's a four-day workshop, the last week of July every year. This year, 2018, we are meeting July 25th through 28th. I would love for you to attend. So uh, go to the website, check it out. It's a blast. It's a place to get all this information, and not just information, but wisdom, figuring out how and where to use this material, and then playing, that's the important part, playing with other adult musicians. Now, here's something I learned. The internet never goes away. Nothing ever dies on the internet, right? So uh, this could be like 100 years in the future. So if it is 100 years from now, or 40 years from now, and you're still seeing this video, last week of July, of whatever year you're in, MarylandSummerJazz.com. Okay. So now, um, the second page of this PDF I'd love to show you, we talk a little bit about minor enclosures too. So minor enclosures are just the same. So if I want to enclose a minor triad, so that's it, diatonic above, half step below, diatonic above, half step below. The trick, and why I put two different versions for minor, is that when we say a diatonic note above the fifth, some of us will think, oh, is it, well, is it a Dorian scale? Is it a harmonic minor scale? Some of us may know that there's different minor scales, and one of the big questions is, man, which do I use when, right? And so the answer is, you know, there, there are sort of scientific reasons we may choose one over the other, but it gets down to what your ear wants to hear, right? So let me play that first example again, and this uses a flat sixth, a harmonic minor note, I would think of it that way, and, um, and this is on the sheet, an A flat. All right, now the second version on the sheet, I use an A natural, so maybe this may be more of a Dorian sound or a, or a melodic minor sound. To me, it's a brighter sound. Right? They're different sounds. And, you know, people are always asking, well, you know, which one do I use when? And yes, we will study theory and the theory will guide us. 
But the bottom line <coughs> is if you're cooking, should you use salt or should you use pepper? Sure, you could read a book about salt and pepper, I suppose. How about experiment? How about try it out? And yeah, you may ruin a dish where you put too much salt in it, but now you learned, right? So uh, when we're playing jazz, we don't ruin food. That's one of the best things about playing jazz. The food is safe. So this enclosure stuff. So again, to recap, we started off with two videos just talking about the half-step approach. On some instruments, on most horns, these half-step approaches are really technically demanding. On guitar or bass, a little less so because we graphically see what's going on. On the piano, a half-step approach isn't a big deal, although the fingerings get to be a big deal, right? So we spent two videos, and I hope that you did that work of getting this under your fingers. So now, when we expand it to this surrounding a target note idea, that's where we're at, right? Now, here's the thing. There's going to be one more video, and we're going to talk about application of this a little bit more. And some of you may be wondering, well, is it always a note above and a note below? Could it be two notes above or three notes below? The answer is, yep, all that stuff. So enclosures are fantastic. So now that you know this sound a little bit more, So now that you're familiar with that half-step approach, enclosure sound, that wiggly chromatic stuff, but it's not BS, is the other thing. We can play chromatically and have it be BS. By the way, that means bullshit. Um, for those of you not working with the initials, um, this is not that. This is all functional. It's amazing, amazing stuff. So I want you to understand it. I want you to practice it on your instrument. And as far as getting that bebop, post-bop sound, this is where it's at. And all the styles of music since are, of course, informed by this. So, hey, thank you very much for tuning into this video. Like I said, I hope you'll uh, check out the earlier videos on enclosures to sort of get you up to speed on this. As always, I'm happy to send you the uh, PDF. So uh, send me a quick email. And please do consider attending Maryland Summer Jazz. There is so little around the United States and Canada, let alone other places on Earth, for adult musicians. This is built for adult musicians. This isn't one of those camps, like most others, where it's for high school kids and adults are allowed to attend. That ain't it. You're not allowed to attend. We built this for you. It's the other folks that aren't allowed to attend. So I really hope we'll see you at Maryland Summer Jazz. And, um, you know, and they make boats these days and airplanes. And I think there's even a Star Trek transporter. I think they have that technology. I'm not sure I'll check on that. But, you know, no excuse. I know you live in South Africa. Yes, I know you live in Oslo. But I still want you to come to the Washington, D.C. area for Maryland Summer Chance. All right, you guys. Take care. Catch you next time.